Welcome to the Scalar Learning Podcast, your central hub for all things related to education. Join us every episode for the most up-to-date tips and strategies on how to maximize student potential. Sit back, listen, and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Scalar Learning Podcast. I'm so excited to be back today because we are going to be talking about something super central, super critical, and that is learning English. So for those of you guys who are listening a lot, of course, you know I love math, and that's the main thing that I teach, but I do work with kids on writing, and I love to write. Personally, I when when I used to practice law, I used to write all the time. Now I write for fun. I write articles on math. I've I've written a book on Airbnb. So writing is a huge passion of mine. And for kids who really want to improve their math, I've got an amazing specialist on the show. Her name is Alex Munchak. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing the last name right. And Alex and I have we've met each other through we we have some clients together and she's a private tutor. She's also been a teacher at Brentwood. And I'm going to let her talk more about her background, but she's an amazing educator and without further ado, Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Yes. So tell us so before we get into everything, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into education? Yeah, for sure. I have wanted to be a teacher since I was in second grade. Um, I asked Santa for an overhead projector when I was eight years old. So I always wanted to be a teacher. Um, I went to University of Georgia, studied education. Um, And then I taught for two years in Atlanta, Georgia, um, teaching fourth grade at a year-round school, actually. And then from there, I moved to Europe, and I taught in Milan and Paris. Um, So I was there for a total of three years and I started tutoring there, and I really loved it. I loved the you know one-on-one with the kids. So I started a tutoring business actually while I was living in Paris. Um, I was also getting my master's there in education as well. Um, and I moved to LA about, gosh, it's been like three years now. And I got a part-time job at Brentwood School. I was teaching third grade there. And um, now I'm a full-time tutor. So I have about 20 kids, a little over 20 kids in the Los Angeles area, and it's just been awesome. So... That's a little bit about me. When I so that's cool that you taught fourth grade. Right now, I'm actually subbing for, or I have been subbing for fourth grade at one school in Los Angeles. And it's been really cool. Of course, I I only teach math, but it's a really great age. When you were teaching fourth grade, what was your favorite subject to teach at the time? Oh my gosh, I love everything. I think fourth grade is my favorite grade to teach, um, and the kids are so great. But I love math. Also, I have a math endorsement. So I love math and English. I'm really like into grammar um, and English programs. So, you know, I would say math and English for sure. What are your favorite things to teach in math? Um, I mean, everything. I Like I said, the fourth grade curriculum is so great. And like, you know, place value and decimals and, uh, you know, multiplication, lattice multiplication. I just think like there's so many ways to make fun or math really fun and engaging um, so yeah, I love it. I, I loved it. That's really cool. And, I, and tell me a little bit about your time abroad. So you mentioned you taught in Milan and in Paris. Tell us about that. How did that come about? 
Yeah, I, um, you know, I had only been to Europe one time. I'd only traveled over there once. And when I was there, I just fell in love with it. I was like, oh my gosh, I love it here. I was in Paris um, just for a week with a friend and had the best time. And as soon as I got back to Atlanta, I was like, how can I work over there? And I just started researching it. And I saw that there was a ton of um, American schools all over the world. Um, and they told me, you know, I, I called and did some research and they said, um, I called like the overseas educational program and, and you can go to job fairs and all these things. And they said, you know, it's really hard to get into Europe. It's like the number one um, place where everyone wants to be. Um, so you'll probably have to start in Asia or Africa or somewhere else before you get to Europe. And, um, I just kind of overpassed that and reached out to the schools directly. I reached out to the American school of Paris, American school of Milan, um, and the American school of London. Cause those were the three cities that I would have been interested in living in. And, um, the American school of Milan contacted me probably a few days later after I sent them, I sent them like an online resume and a portfolio and they just said they were really impressed with it. And we did a series of Skype interviews. Um, so I had about eight different Skype interviews, um, and they told me I got the job. So I had actually never been to Milan before, uh, before I moved there. I didn't know anybody. I just kind of went and it was honestly the best experience of my entire life. So I'm so glad I did it. But of course, at the time, my parents were nervous. Like, I can't believe you're moving to Italy. You've never even been there. You don't know anybody. Um, so it was a little scary, but it, like I said, it ended up being one of the best experiences ever. Awesome. Very cool. Okay. I want to get into English and I want to talk about everything that you know with respect to English education. But where I want to begin is I want you to start by telling whatever parents, students, whoever's listening, I want you to start by telling them why you think English, in particular mastery of grammar, mastery of writing, why is it so important? Of course, there are innumerable applications to being good with English, but what do you, why do you think it's so important for kids to have a strong uh, foundation? Um, yeah, obviously use English all the time. And I think the biggest thing for me, even as an adult, um, emails now, like writing emails back and forth and writing emails to maybe your boss or a coworker or a client or whatever the case, you know, having your email sound professional and it's, you know, there's no grammatical errors, um, is very important because a lot of times that, you know, like I said, like if it's me and I'm writing to a principal and I need to make sure that everything sounds um, you know, it, it sounds right. And, um, like it's written the right way. Um, and that's really important because I think a lot of kids think like, Oh, this doesn't matter. You know, I don't need to know the parts of speech, but it really does because, you know, obviously you need grammar, um, when you're learning about the writing process and you can really make your writing so much more, um, exciting and interesting with like vivid adjectives. And like I said, by incorporating those different types of speech. So, um, yeah, it's, it's obviously very important. I think with the whole email thing and that being a huge source of communication now, it becomes even more important, um, for writing to be accurate. And like I said, for it to be free of grammatical errors. I think you touched, you touched on two very important things. I just want to reiterate them a little bit. So the first thing is, of course, I know that, uh, one thing you said, which I really like, cause I tell students this all the time. One of the benefits of becoming comfortable and fluent, not just with grammar, but also with vocabulary is that, like you said, you can eventually develop 
a way to communicate very, not only effectively, but beautifully in a way that sounds pleasant, that reads, that when you read it, it, it feels pleasant. And I think that's super important, even if you don't want to be a novelist or what have you. The second thing you mentioned, which has to do with professionalism, and that can be for us now, uh, what, how, whatever we're doing, that can be for kids when they're writing to their teachers or their professors. The idea is that when you can send things, the, the issue with typos or with grammatical mistakes, they don't necessarily make things incomprehensible, but they take away from the central message, their distractions. And that's right. the problem. And the other piece is that sometimes people, maybe improperly so, but they can form judgments based on these little minor errors. And and, and while you may think, because as I used to, by the way, I was the probably the biggest violator of not proofreading my emails or not proofreading my papers. Like I, this is something that I've developed much very much later in life. But I was probably the biggest violator. But now I see how it can really have such a big impact. So I think those were really, really important, important things that you brought up. When you work with kids and when you work with their writing, for example, what is, what is your approach? Like, and, and what I mean is, do you allow, do you have kids write with you while you're there or do you have them submit a draft to you and then do you redline it? What, what do you find is the best approach for you? So when I'm working with a student, we always do the brainstorming together. So we'll use a different graphic organizer. I normally print out um, a few, and then I like the student pick. Which one do you think is going to be best to organize your thoughts in the best way? So they'll pick their graphic organizer, and we'll kind of go through and we'll outline, okay, what's your main idea? Um, what's your thesis? What are your you know supporting details? What's your evidence? And we'll kind of talk through that. And then I have them use that to write the rough draft on their own. And can you, so, can you, I'm sorry to interrupt. Can you, I, I don't know what, what's a graphic coordinator you said? Oh, graphic organizer. Organizer, sorry. Um, basically, it's just kind of like a chart. It's almost like a mind map. Um, and there's a variety of them. You can even Google like graphic organizers PDF um, online and a million will pop up. And so there's just all different, they're, they're like charts, you know, it's just a way to kind of organize your thoughts. Um, with writing. And like I said, there's hundreds of them. So normally I pick, like I said, like maybe five to eight um, and I'll bring them to a lesson and say, okay, what's your writing assignment? And and obviously all the the charts or organizers are different. So we'll find the one that best suits their writing assignment and that they think is going to be best for them to, you know, get all their thoughts down in an organized fashion. That's awesome. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. So yeah, so we do that. And then I think it's really important for them to write the rough draft on their own so that it, you know, comes from them and it's all of their thoughts um, and their writing. And so after they do the rough draft on their own, we'll meet again and we go through the editing process. And that's when we talk about, um, you know, maybe um, integrating um, more elaborate adjectives or talk about transitional words um, things like that. So we'll go through and edit together. Um, we use a thesaurus and, um, some other tools while we're working together to just get the best product out of their writing. And I kind of show them the process so that they can then do it on their own. So that's that's, awesome. Yeah. So what I, and and that's great. So again, just if you could maybe say it one more time for for parents out there listening, if you want to, I believe our graphic organizer, Google it, check it out for your kids. If you want to help them, uh, uh, plan out their writing. That's great because I actually don't use that. I usually just sit there and, and write it out old school style, I suppose. But that's right. really cool. Um, so and then now can you tell us what are some of the grammar is a huge thing. Grammar is a, grammar is a thing that I see adults struggling with. I mean, people most people struggle with it throughout their lives. And 
And I know you have you use some amazing tools that have great results. Can you tell everybody out there listening, like what are some of the tools that have been really helpful, really useful for you as a teacher? Yeah. So like I said, I think grammar is extremely important. And a lot of times when you say grammar or parts of speech, kids are like, oh, this is so boring and and they don't want to do it. So I think it's super important to make sure that it's exciting and it's engaging for them and it's something that they're interested in um, because I think grammar can be a lot of fun. Um, So the number one program that I use, it's called Shirley English. It's spelled S-H-U-R-L-E-Y, English. Um, and it's a really great program, but my favorite part of it are the jingles. Um, so they basically have a different jingle for every part of speech, um, from, you know, uh, helping verbs to subject pronouns, to transitional words, to conjunctions, to, um, adverbs, you know, the list goes on prepositions. So they have, they have probably about 30 jingles for all the different things, um, that'll come up. Um, in grammar ages, you know, it starts, I think as early as kindergarten really on like, you know, writing a complete sentence and then it goes all the way up to high school. Um, so you can use it for all ages. I personally think the best grades to use it would be to start at third grade and then you could go up to eighth grade. Um, I've never used it with high schoolers, so I'm not really sure. I know their program, like I said, does go up to 12th grade, but that would be my suggestion. If you have a child that's in third grade to eighth grade, this is a great program. Um, and basically what you can do is you can either go to their website and you can purchase the jingle CD or you can get it on Amazon. Um, but you can also just go to YouTube and you can search like, for instance, if your child is having a hard time with adverbs, you can just type in Shirley English adverb jingle into YouTube and a bunch of different videos will pop up. A lot of teachers use it. So maybe they film their class singing it, or maybe it's just a student singing it so that you can get the the beat. And then you can also find the lyrics. And like I said, if you purchase um, through the website, the jingle will come with all the lyrics, but you can also find it online for free. So you can just type in um, uh, Shirley English jingles and it'll pop up. It's like the first thing that pops up and it's just a word doc of all the different jingles. Um, so teaching those to your kids, I think is a really, um, great way just to make grammar fun. And it's funny because I'll teach my students this and then I'll find, I'll see that they're doing work or they're studying for a test and they're like singing the song, like, okay, an adverb answers, you know, um, how, when, and where, and what it modifies. And they're singing the song so that they can remember like all the rules when you use adverbs. Um, so I've had a really great results with it. And like I said, kids are engaged and they're moving around and they're singing and they're laughing and, you know, they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm actually having fun. And I'm learning, you know, the parts of speech. So I have to ask though, I have to ask, can you, I, I hate to put you on the spot. Can you sing any of these jingles? Cause I'm so curious. Um, okay. Well, I'll sing the sentence jingle and this is for the five parts of a sentence. So what are the five parts that make a sentence complete? Oh my gosh, let me get some water over here. I'm making my singing voice on. Yes, I'm excited. All right. I'm really, I'm, re- I'm really excited because by the way, I think when you have, when you have this sort of synergistic effect of, of using different things, like for example, you're using auditory cues, some the learning methodologies use visual cues. It's so much more effective. And like you said, it's fun. So that's amazing. All right. Let me, let me ha- oh. let give you the center stage center mic. 
<laughs> okay. A sentence, sentence, sentence is complete, complete, complete with five simple rules. It meets, meets, meets. It has a subject, 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 and a verb, verb, verb. It makes sense, sense, sense with every word, word, word. Add a capital letter and a punctuation mark. And now our sentence has all its parts. <laughs> That's actually awesome. And we'll say, okay, what are the five parts? It has, you know, a capital letter, it has to have a punctuation mark, it has to have a subject, it has to have a verb, and it has to make sense. And it's funny because this sounds, you know, pretty juvenile, like maybe with the younger grades, but I actually recently had a seventh grader and they were taking a quiz and they had to name the five parts of a sentence. And for some reason, she, I mean, she obviously knew how to write a sentence, but she couldn't think of like all the different rules that you needed. And so I taught her the song and she's like, oh, perfect, got a hundred on the test. So, so it works with all ages. Oh, of course. It should, yeah. Of course. I mean, why wouldn't it work with all ages? What you remember that jingle and that will carry you through. That's really cool. So guys, yeah. that is extra that you just got uh, uh, Alex singing. So there you go. You should be very happy. Really that, cool. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, okay. So, and I know, I know you're, you, Alex is super busy. She's got so many clients. So I'm going to try and, and get as much awesome information as I can out of her before she has to rush off to her next, uh, next client appointment. Tell us what other, what other online tools that you, use that are super effective for anybody out there listening? Um, I think IXL.com is a great website. Um, it's really great for math, but it's also really great for language arts. So a lot of times if I'm teaching grammar, I'm teaching a skill, maybe we'll go over, um, you know, past tense verbs or, or how to, um, use adjectives or whatever the case is. So I will assign, I will then go to IXL and I'll assign my students some work. And it's just really great because it's all online. Um, they can do it independently. Um, they can earn points and they get little rewards. So there's, there's an incentive program that goes with it. Um, but most of my kids really like it and it's called IXL.com and you can just sign up for a membership for your child to use it. And I think it's a really great um, program. And also, like I said, they can do it completely on their own. And if they get something incorrect, it like explains why they got it correct and how to correct it. So I think that component's really great as well. So um, very cool. I've, yeah, I've I've used IXL but only for math. So I'm I'm definitely gonna check that out for myself just because I'm curious about uh, you know about what they have to offer as gra on grammar. But yeah, I can definitely say for math, it's awesome. Super yeah, good. It's great. Um, so yeah, a couple more, let me think before I leave you guys, um, super teacher worksheets, um, is a really good, good resource for worksheets, um, for teachers and for parents. Um, again, you have to sign up for a membership. There are, you can go on, it's just superteacherworksheets.com and they do have some free worksheets as well. Um, but you, it's super easy in the search engine. You can just type in. So if we're, if we're they have literally every subject and, and all sorts of things, brain training and math and uh, history, everything. But if you're doing grammar, you can just type in adjectives and a whole list of different worksheets will pop up with games you can print out or flashcards um, or just regular worksheets. So it, it's a really great resource, um, you know, if you just want your kid to do some extra work over the summer or, or whatever the case, they're having a hard time, you can print out some worksheets or some games. Um, and then fun brain is another good one. Again, it has all subjects. I know it has some good, um, math games as well, but they also have some grammar games. One of the ones that I'm thinking of, it's called grammar gorilla, but they have a variety of grammar games and they're just like fun online games. Um, they're quick, you know, just a few minutes long and they, and they help to review those grammar skills. Now, so, for the last one you mentioned fun brain, can you spell that? 
Um, I think it's just fun brain, F U N B R A I N. Got it. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And, and is also, so I know you mentioned IXL for summer program, which is amazing. Do they have any, do they have any summer work or good stuff for some, you know, anything else for summer work out of these, out of fun brain or Shirley English? Um, you mean specifically for the summer? Yes. Think things that kids can work on independently. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, you would need to um, kind of have an understanding of what area your child needs more support in. And then from there, like I said, you can just like if the teacher says, you know, over the summer, they really need to work on um, verbs, you know, action verbs, linking verbs, helping verbs, then you can just literally type in verbs to all of all three of these um, uh, websites. And it'll just give you, uh, like I said, different games, different resources for that skill. Um, that would be great to do over the summer. And yeah, the Shirley English program, you can definitely work on that over the summer too, because it's something fun. It's engaging. It doesn't seem like boring, you know, old school work. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much, Alex, for joining us. That was an action packed interview. Why don't you tell everybody how they can reach out to you? Of course, Alex, tutor extraordinaire. So if people want to contact you and, and procure your services, how can they do that? Yes, um, my website is Edge Private Tutoring, E D G E, and privatetutoring.com. Um, and you can find my contact information there. So feel free to reach out. I'm also, um, I'm actually starting an educational blog. So maybe that's for another podcast, but it's called um, The Modern Teacher. And I have an Instagram um, created. So that'll be, um, I'll start really updating that in the next couple months. But you can go ahead and start following me now and um, you will get some good information pretty soon. Awesome. Thank you so much, Alex. So guys, if you want to check out the show notes, go to www.scalerlearning.com. As always, more episodes are going to be coming out this summer, one per day. So get ready for that. Always have new exciting guests on the regular. Thank you so much for joining. I'll see you guys next time. Yeah.